Okay, ladies, guess what time it is? It is time for the Transform Her Single Woman Show with your host, Pamela Jordan, where we celebrate our season of singleness. As we journey together, we will discuss topics on dating, relationships, career, finances, life, and so much more. So if you are ready to transform your life and get out of your own way, well, then you are in the right place. So grab your Bible in your journal, in a little lunch, and let's be transformed together. Now let's get on with our show. Well, welcome, 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 welcome everyone. We are continuing our series on the single woman in the fruits of the spirit. We have gone through several of the fruits of the spirit and we are getting down to our last couple of ones. And And I hope you guys have been enjoying this series just as much as I have. It has been a learning experience for me, even though we read the fruit of the spirit all the time. Sometimes God gives you more revelation and deeper understanding for yourself to keep going and keep moving and realize that we, we have to have these fruits in our life and they are part of our life. It's not something that we cannot say we don't want to do or have, but they're part of who we are. And when we give our life to God, these are the fruit that he wants us to carry and bear each and every day. So I hope you guys have been excited. If you want to get the other um, episodes of the other fruit, if you missed them, you can get it on Spotify at the Transform Her Single Women's um, show on Spotify. And they should come up and you should be able to hear all of the different episodes of where we're talking about the fruit of the spirit. So let's get on it right on in. We're going to be talking about the fruit of temperance, which is self-control. And God, this is, this is like a hard one for a lot of us, um, as Christians is self-control and especially as a single woman, it can become a very hard thing when it comes down to self-control, um, cause of being single loneliness and all kinds of things stuff in and um weight food a lot of the finances shopping um a lot of these things have to do with self-control and sometimes as single women we have some areas that we need god to work on i know for myself i'm still god is still working on me and a lot of the fruit um this is one area that god is really working with me on um when it comes to self-control of different things i love chocolate i love chocolate i'm someone who loves chocolate so i'm learning to have self-control over not eating so much of it because i have been diagnosed with diabetes so I have had to stop eating something that I enjoy, but because I um, honor my health more, it's more important to me. So getting self-control over that is hard, but there's other areas. Everybody has their areas where they need God's help and self-control. So temperance is important because it lets God know he is in control and he is in control of our lives. And that is so important because when we um, have temperance and we have self-control, that's letting God know that he is controlled because you know why? We are not in control anymore than we are letting him be in control. We are surrendering our will and everything to him so that he can be in control of our lives because while we're in control of our lives, we have messed it up. We have screwed it up. So, um, that's why it's so important because it's allowing God to say, it's allowing you to let God know, hey, Lord, I want you in control of my life. So I am getting out of the way so that you can be in control of my life. I'm moving out my ideas and my thoughts and the way I want to run things because the way I've been doing things is not right. So I need you to have control. And many Christians feel that they can control, and I hear this a lot, their temper, their thoughts, or their actions 
and stuff you have some people you know i just gotta say what i gotta say and you gotta take it or you know that's something you hear a lot of people say you know i just gotta say what's on my mind no you don't no you don't because that is not self-control because everything that comes to your mind you don't have to say self-control is when things come to your mind and you don't say those things or you feel like you just gotta say something and and you really don't care about how people feel and think you're gonna say what you gotta say and keep moving that is not self-control at all that is not what god is talking about god wants you to be controlled of that because there are some things that god give you that he may not want you to talk about and he may not want you to speak or he may want you to just pray and everything that comes to your mind is not meant for you to say everything that come to your mind because you feel that you are right and and you're going to say what you want to say and people are going to have to deal with it or not and keep moving wrong attitude because god did not have the attitude he did not have that kind of attitude that is not god that is not temperance. That is not self-control. That is you allowing the flesh to take over and allowing your flesh to have you say, well, I'm going to say what I want because I have this title. I'm in this position or, you know, I don't care what people say. I'm old enough and I can speak what I want to speak. You know, I live long enough so y'all just can't. No, no matter how old you are, how long you've been on this earth, that is not self-control. That is not temperance. That is not the fruit that God is talking about. When you have self-control, you have enough self-control to say, you know what? I can't say what I want to say. I got to hold back what I want to say because that is not because God knows if I say that, that's going to hurt someone to the core where they may not even want to come to Christ. So we can't say everything that is not self-control. Self-control is when you know how to shut up when your flesh really wants to speak and your spirit is telling you to be quiet. How many of you know that? How many of you been in situations like that? Been in situations where you just want to tell somebody off and the Lord says, no, shut your mouth, let me handle it. That's learning self-control because you're being quiet. When the flesh wants to speak, the spirit is keeping it quiet. That's having self-control and that's what is so important. But with God's help, people that think they, you know, they can't control their temper or their thoughts or their actions. God can help you do that, but you have to surrender to God and you have to allow God to come in and you have to begin to pray and say, Lord, I need you to help me control my tongue. I need self-control in every aspect of my life. Whatever your situation is that you know that you need self-control in, you will begin to ask God. So temperance is like self-discipline. You got to be able to um, discipline yourself and learn how to control it, man. You got to you know, that's that's what God is saying. We have to have self-control. He doesn't go against our will. He's not going to make you do anything. You have to have that fruit. You have to be willing to control it. So a lot of times people want to put things on God. Well, God is not doing this and he's, he hasn't told me not to stop saying it. I can say with a no. God is not going to get your will, but God is not going to make you do anything. You have a choice. You It's your choice to have self-control. It's your choice to have temperance. That's your choice if you want that. And God would help you when you admit it and say, you know what, Lord, I want to be have more self-control. Now you open the door for him to come in and say, okay, now I'm going to help you with that. Now I'm going to show you and teach you what you need to do to have self-control in your life. So that is so important. So I want to go to the scripture. Let's go to our scriptures. Um, Luke, the second chapter, verses 47 through 51. Okay, and this is, this is a scripture, an example of self-control. And while he yet spoke, and I'm reading from the King James Version, and while he yet spoke, 
behold a multitude and he that was called judas one of the twelve went before them and drew near unto jesus to kiss him but jesus said unto him judas betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss and when they when they which were about him saw what would follow they said unto him lord shall we smite with the sword and one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear and jesus answering said suffer ye thus far and he touched his ear and healed him now we know the story we know who did it we know who cut the ear off okay in the story but did he show self-control or not he did not because God was trying to tell them, you know, hold up. Yeah, Judas came up. I know Judas is getting, getting ready to betray. And you, I know y'all got my bag. Y'all my friends. Y'all my homies. Y'all got my bag. Y'all not going to let nobody. I need y'all to hold up. I need y'all to have self-control. Well, somebody didn't have self-control. They allowed their flesh and themselves to get involved, but they cut the man's ear off. Now, God had to go back and fix what they did to heal the man. And then you kind of, I, I mean, I can imagine God turn around and look at him and said, man, really? Did you really do that, Peter? Peter. You know, you got to have some self-control, Peter. You can't get mad and chop everybody's head off that doesn't agree with you. You can't do that. So that, and with that scripture, that really shows us self-control when we, we're not in control and we allow ourselves to take over. Look what happens. We do something that God has to come in and fix afterwards because we didn't have self-control. Come on eating sex you know finances just life period there are areas in your life that you did not have self-control there were consequences that came out of that now god has to come in and help fix that where in the beginning if you had self-control and you would have listened to god you would have not gotten yourself in that situation so that's what happened to peter yes these new jews was coming to betray him he knew what was getting ready to happen and they were all you know they were who they were they were on their post i ain't gonna say they were on their post and they were doing what you know they were trained to do they were there to protect protect god you know protect him protect to protect him that is what their job was so you know he did what he did but god is saying whoa 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 we don't want to go that drastic man you didn't cut the man's ear off you didn't show any self-control your anger you allow that person to get you so angry and put you out of how how many you've been in a situation where someone has gotten you so angry it has taken you out of character that is not self-control and you've done something that now you regret there are many people locked up in jail because they didn't have self-control and they end up doing something that now they regret because they got to spend their whole life in jail when all they had to do was have self-control so that's just an example where you know peter had confidence which is wonderful and that's what we need at times is that confidence and that bonus but peter god had to show peter how to redirect all of that and not cut the man's hair off you know God didn't fuss at him. And that's how wonderful he is. He didn't fuss at him. He didn't condemn him. He just redirected him to show him, to teach him that there is a better way to be able to handle what, um, the handle things. You don't need to cut nobody's ear off to prove your point. So you got to have to touch control. Next scripture. Um, second Peter chapter, second Peter chapter one, verses five through nine. And that reads, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, into virtue knowledge, into knowledge temperance, into temperance patience, into patience godliness, into godliness brotherly kindness, into brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and above, 
they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and haveth forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. You need to have these fruits in your life. You need to have temperance in your life. There's something in you will help you work it. You know, it, it's carrying out patience and, and, and the pressures of life. You have to learn self-control because life will bring things to you and you will make some decisions that will cause some repercussions. And sometimes, you know, things happen in life and we, we're on cloud nine and we're trying to make decisions and God is saying, hold up, have some self-control. You don't have to do that. Just pray. Just wait on me. So these, those, you know, those were the, some of the fruit of the spirit that we need. This is something God is saying. You have to have this. It is not a choice to have self-control. It is what you need. If you are a child of God, you have to have a, some kind of self-control in your life. So God is not giving you a choice. He's telling you these are the fruit that you should be bearing, that you should be showing. You should be showing some kind of self-control. In the world, they have no self-control. But those of us who are walking with Christ, we have to show self-control when it comes to so many things in our lives. So um, that was the next scripture, next example in reference to self-control is in the book of Daniel. And that's Daniel, the first chapter, verses 8 through 16. And this one, I think, is one of the best um, examples of self-control. That's um, Daniel, the first chapter, verses 8 through 16. And it says in... I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to read the first verse because that's alone. <laughs> but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he had drank. Therefore, he requested or the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile him. Now, we know the story about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We know that story. Um, they had self-control because they didn't eat what the king brought to them. Because they stayed on what they ate. They had self-control. Even though they were locked up. Even though they were. that Whatever happened to them. We not we don't know. But we know they were thrown in a fiery furnace. But they had self-control. They didn't eat what they wasn't supposed to eat. Um, Daniel purpose in his heart. That he would not defile himself. With the portions of the king's meat. So that was self-control. Even though they're telling you, you got to eat this, you got to drink this. He has self-control to say, no, I don't. I'm not going to do that. You're not going to have me do that. I'm not going to go against my God. I'm not going to go against what I believe. He has self-control and not to indulge in something that he know was not of God and was not important. So those are some good scripture. Three things we must um, bring under control. Bring under Christ's control is our tongue. That's for us. God, give your tongue to God so he can control it. Your thoughts and your temper and your anger are these three things that we need to have, let God have control of and help us with self-control, okay? So, as you reread Luke, the 22nd chapter, verses 47 to 53, or if you read John 18, chapter, verses 1 to 11, ask yourself these questions and look at the look at Jesus' actions and what did you learn from his response during these very tense situations? So, once you read those 
what was his response and what are your struggles with when it comes to temperance what are your struggles when it comes to temperance and self-control well we had an awesome show and i thank you guys for joining as always share with a friend let them know we are here we are on every second and fourth thursday here second fourth and third thursday here at 12 noon at joy 1390 until next time have some self-control bye-bye